0: The conference finals just ended. Just ended. It was uh, a
1: little boring at first because there was a blowout after blowout after blowout. We were saying that. We were having a conversation about how none of the games were really competitive. And in my opinion, I really didn't think any of the series started. Even though the Warriors had, had won Game 1 in Houston, I mean, I really didn't see the series really ramping up until like most people say, that Game 5 series where you know it's, it's do or die. So going into Game 6, either you're going to be up 3-2 or down 3-2, and that's when the pressure really is on. And so I think both in both conferences we've seen all four teams step up and provide the fans what we really needed, even though I feel like the finals is what we predicted it to be all year long. I think the route in which we took to the get there was very exciting. Yeah,
0: there were some doubts, and um, particularly as the, as the conference finals went on, um, it, it wasn't so obvious. I mean, I know a lot of people that thought Boston – um, you know, was the better team and that, you know, they certainly started Which off playing I still, better. I
1: still think Boston is the better team, top to bottom. If if everyone was healthy yeah. and we look at both teams, we know, obviously, clear-cut Boston is the favorite with Kyrie Irving and Gordon Hayward. And even with players like Shane Larkin, I think they had um, Trice, another role player. Yeah, who, um, a lot who of guys out. went down. So, yeah, so <laughs> it was really next man up for this team. And, I mean, they for a young team, they really showed me something. And I think Boston, for years to come, are gonna compete.
0: It was very impressive. It was, and uh, it's interesting that in in both game sevens, the teams that lost were horrific from three, right? Teams that um, you know shot the ball pretty well throughout these playoffs, um, and, and and guys on both teams who shot the ball pretty well throughout these playoffs. I don't know if it's tired legs or if it's just the nerves of a game seven, uh, but the the number of three pointers
1: missed. Uh, and, and good looks, open looks. I think um, in the East, I think for Boston, I think it was just they haven't really been there. Sometimes the experience on how to perform when your body is not at 100%. Yeah. How can you push through that? And I think just being a veteran, you go through You go through the gauntlet so many times. You learn how to push through those moments. And I think it was a very good teaching point for Boston. And they're going to use this as springboard into championship contention out of the gate next year. I think if you look at the sports books, when the numbers come out after the season is over, Boston should be a favorite. And Absolutely. I, I think another thing about Boston in future years, they have draft picks. So Danny Ainge, from top to bottom, Boston is in a great place from management to their coaching staff and, and even on the players, and that's, that's, a good, that's a good sign for a franchise.
0: And the way that they were able to get contributions out of so many guys shows that they could probably make a trade or two you know, turn a couple of these players into uh, a one more talented player.
1: Just like um, they did with Marcus Morris, right, right. So. Uh, who he played really, really well. He did. He did. Besides the fact that he called himself a LeBron stopper, yeah, in the beginning of the series, which I think. I mean, what else did you expect him to say? You know, I mean, if I'm going, if I'm going up against LeBron, I'm going to say I can stop him. That's that's just how you have to go into. He's that. not going to say I expect exactly. to lose and not play well. No, tonight. no player who. <laughs> Who really wants to win, or who really cares about competition, is going to walk into that and say that you know I'm going to lose, or I'm going to get beat.
0: So. He, he shot the ball well, and he he definitely challenged LeBron at times, and he was you know very not afraid of the of that matchup, uh, which is all you really want. You you really just want a guy who completely goes at LeBron, and he did that. So I think he did his job. Uh, Horford was really good throughout most of the series. He was amazing. Obviously, not uh, so much in Game Seven, but. Um, You know, he showed exactly why Boston went out and 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 signed him. him.
1: And why he's still there. Yeah. Because they had plenty of chances. There were a lot of people who, including myself, who thought that maybe they should flip Al Harford for maybe a younger, more athletic piece. But seeing the totality of his game, the passing, the way he's able to command the offense and just play from the post sometimes. He he can dribble. He can bring the ball up a little bit. So it's just... Is he does provide exactly what Boston needs, so I think he's a really good fit.
0: And he's a winner. I mean he's he's pretty much won everywhere he goes from college on and I think he creates a real stabilizing influence.
1: One 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 quick thing I wanna ask you is just about how the the narrative of the series between the Cavs and the Celtics, how it switched over the course of the seven games. Yeah. Where we went from Boston being up 2-0 and thinking that maybe they might have that shot and then LeBron coming back and winning those next two games, and they're just going back and forth. So I, I, I that's one thing that I really like. Like, it kept you on the edge of your seat because you've seen the way the series went. You had to swing back and forth from the 2-0. But just hearing people talk on a day-to-day, like, what do you think about that? How do you think that the the, the people who analyze the series, just that, that quick reaction of after 2-0 and then being tied 2-2? I mean,
0: even I was swayed by Boston winning the first two games because... On offense, they were better. On defense, they were better. When you look at their depth and the contributions that they were getting, I mean, Jalen Brown would have been the second-best player uh, if he was on Cleveland. Tatum would have been the second-best player if he was on Cleveland. Horford would have been the second-best yeah. player if he was on Cleveland. So you look at that sort of depth, and, and you, could get, you get a lot of contributions from a lot of different guys. And, you know, you, you even have guys that you um, don't necessarily expect to really wow you. And not to say that Baines... Baden's wowed us, but he uh, you know, he hit he a competes. three or two. He, yeah, he got a lot of rebounds. Marcus Smart's getting rebounds. Marcus Smart's getting all these like effort plays that you know, both demoralizes the other team because it shows they're not working hard yes. enough and energizes your team because it makes you think you can do it. So, yeah, after the first two games, it was like, well, obviously Boston's the better team and LeBron doesn't have any help. And the second part of that didn't really change too much um you know jeff green played really well in 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 the last two games in six yes um and you know uh corver played well throughout these playoffs i don't think he really stepped up too much in in the in the final few games um I, i think he had a great effort and and you know his defensive effort was was pretty solid uh, George Hill was healthier, and so he contributed something. Some uh, JR yeah. was JR, <laughs> where he was there some games and not other games. Like a light switch, um, it, on and off. Tristan Thompson really played solid, just real solid. Uh, good effort, rebounding. Um, you know, played the way you always expect him. Yes. If he should play, and and Kevin Love was, um, you know, really below average. Uh, with the concussion, but also prior before, to that, fr- I mean, before even before the concussion,
1: I I don't think he really gave LeBron what he needs to give LeBron. But I I never really thought Kevin Love was that player. I think systematically he worked with what they were trying to build. I think Cleveland at first they saw what Miami did yeah. and how they w- went to four straight. NBA Finals and said, okay, with LeBron, this is what we need to get him. Another playmaker on the side, and then we have a big who can stretch the floor, a la Chris Bosh. Exactly. This is the system that's going to work. Surround them with the shooters and the role players that we need. But when you remove that
0: Dwayne Wade, Kyrie Irving character from the mix, you have a lot less balance. And, um, you know, you you don't have that sort of pick-and-roll game that those other two guys can create with with each other, a pick-and-pop kind of game. Um, And it really just limits... Kevin Love is really limited at this yes. point to yes. a catch and shoot three point guy and a guy who tries to post up, but really throws these low percentage hook shots out there. Doesn't really like he used to be a much bigger dude, like yes, like bulkier, and size of, yes, and he used weird. to be able to bully his way yes. and and you know get layups and that sort of thing. Um, that's not his game it's anymore. Not, he slimmed down he so slimmed he could down run. A lot. And yes, so you know he he. They didn't miss a whole lot because Jeff Green gave them everything he does and more. He's able to slash and penetrate and get offensive rebounds and you know, I mean, you know, Jeff Green was was everything that you sort of needed out of that spot.
1: And it also it also it makes you want to give more praise to Chris Bosh. Absolutely. That, because I think Chris Bosh if you took Dwayne Wade out of the equation, puts a lot Miami, more pressure. I think he has the skills to do more things like we've seen him be a dominant force as a as a one as the primary player on a team more so than what Kevin Love did and that's just one thing that I looked at with Kevin Love in Minnesota not saying that just because his team was bad and because of the record and what he had to do but it's just like in in the spectrum of everything I don't think Kevin Love would have had those same numbers on a team that was competing for something and was a little bit decent as far as their roster the top to bottom
0: and the big part of that is defense I mean you know Winning and defense go hand in hand. And I think Bosch's defense is pretty underrated. He's a guy who can guard multiple positions. He's got great length, right? He's not he's not really slow-footed in terms of lateral quickness. And whereas Kevin Love is not really that great in terms of lateral quickness, his length defensively is not really there. I mean, his rebounding was, you know, more about his bulk, uh, right, and his ability to box out and, and have a nose for the ball. But you know, I think Bosch was pretty underrated def- defensively, and I, I don't think anyone would say Kevin Love is underrated defensively.
1: No, I think he's he's rated where he what he's shown and where he's at. But I think what this series does, I mean, the, do you think this series furthers the narrative of you can't bet against LeBron James?
0: Absolutely. I mean, that was the only true thing to come out of <laughs> out of this entire playoffs. They the Pacers took them to seven games in the first round. The Celtics, without their two best players, took them to seven games in the conference final. And the only thing that ultimately mattered at all was that LeBron James was on one team and not the other team. And um, you know, for, for all of the uh, lack of contributions of other guys and the inconsistency of who was going to be the other guy stepping up on any given night, um, LeBron was the constant. And he, you know, he played a complete game um, for uh, for 18 games so far. <laughs> yes, and that that's what was required in, in every, order to get every this step far of the way. Yes, it's um, been required. and I think it's, um, it's someone on ESPN was talking about this, but it because we expect this out of him, uh, we're we're a little ungrateful and we're a little less amazed than we should be. Because a guy who produces at this level, this consistently, for so many years, and, and right before our eyes, just does it in, in what might have been his hardest challenge in, in terms of getting this team this far. Uh, he is absolutely amazing.
1: I think what it is is that people have set their own expectations of what LeBron should be doing and how he should be accomplishing things. But, and so that takes away from the things that he actually has accomplished. Like, I'm not the biggest LeBron James fan, but I don't, I don't dislike the guy, and I praise him for all of his, his accomplishments. Like, I had to give it up to him after winning this series. When I thought after two games, what the Cavs showed me, I didn't think that he had enough help right?
0: to, Absolutely. to be
1: able to pull it through. But he showed that you can't bet against him, and that, that's one thing that I don't know. Yeah, It just, it, it just wows me about the guy. And look it, at it his contemporaries.
0: Look at how the other guys from that same draft are doing right now. I mean, Carmelo has lost a lot of stature in people's eyes solely because of how he's played, right? Dwayne Wade, through you know usage and injury, is not the same player. Um, you can't rely on him for this kind of load in the playoffs. You you know he, he can perform like this for a, a game or two, or, or or in spot minutes where you need him, and he still looks like the classic Dwayne Wade. But when you look at the other guys that he came into the league with, nobody is playing at the level that he Close is. And, 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 and obviously no one was at his level, but the point is that other guys have dropped off from where they were. And where and we it,
1: expected them to be. And well,
0: you would really have expected LeBron to drop off somewhat by now. And I don't think you can say that. I don't think he's dropped off at all. And I think you can argue that he's actually gotten better.
1: He's, he's gotten wiser in his game, and he's not just using his athleticism. To dictate the game, he's actually using his wits and smart. Like he always says, he, he makes the best basketball plays. And as he gets older and he sees more things on the court, it's only he's only going to get wiser.
0: His shooting's gotten better. I mean, if you watch over the, the course of this season, um, his step back, right, his ability to uh, take a three off the dribble, all these kinds of moves that you would really only see from him once in a while when he was, like, super hot one game. Uh, these are things that he's really refined into his game and been able to rely on in moments where he's needed. And in these playoffs, it was crucial for his ability to hit jump shots Critical. and his ability to you know, get in the lane and hit some of these kind of fading away uh, runners. Going and, to the left uh, one like
1: Dirk Nowinski type shots. Yeah, yeah. That, that he actually has mastered. Him going to the left. And taking that step back over one foot, that that is the LeBron James shot. And
0: covering a whole lot of space and not getting the contact that um, obviously he can draw and obviously he can win that way. I mean, he got through a Marcus Morris horse collar at the end of that game yes. there and still and made the shot. Through, yes. So obviously, you know, taking it to the cup and, and, and pounding it in there is, is obviously part of his game. But in order to conserve the energy the necessary to play 48 minutes and to play as many, uh, you know, play at this level for this many games
1: he had to mix it up a little bit and he really did and that's that's one thing that i don't think he got enough credit for and that he played 48 minutes yeah this is a guy who's been in the league for 15 years who's coming off game seven and round one had a sweep obviously in the second round but then now this is another game seven in the conference finals and you play all 48 minutes i know it's younger players who wouldn't be able to have the endurance to the stand them all the smarts in certain plays, that say, okay, well, this is where I take this playoff. It's really both This is where I take. It's you know, really bold with I... him. <laughs> so it's, it's it's amazing. I think you just got to give it up to him. And, I mean, he's wowed me. I mean, I don't. I would never say that he's better than Michael Jordan. I don't think he, he has the accomplishments to, to pass Michael. But with what he's doing, you have to put him in the in conversation, the conversation yeah. as he's right there on par with Mike and everything that Mike has accomplished. And because if you give this man a better team, I think he he wins more championships so yeah. I mean it's a testament to who he is